We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Buddy Hield kept shooting baskets at your side of the court. And he was talking to the bench mm-hmm. and your coaching staff. What's the etiquette on etiquette? Or is there some kind of rules? It's not country about, club? No, I'm just saying. But he's like he's shooting baskets after time. The rule is you, we we're supposed to go block it. That's the rule. That's so the it's etiquette. your guys' fault. Yes, we're supposed okay. to block shots when the other team shoots at our basket. That's the rule. <laughs> okay, so you got to talk to you guys about that. Yes. Okay. There's, he was form shooting in front of our bench, so I was waiting for him to go take a shot, and I would have blocked it myself. But he didn't shoot it. He was form shooting. Joe Mazzulla after the game. That was off of what? A Buddy Heald comment? I don't know. Like, what was really going on there? But he didn't really appreciate the whole, uh, you know, aspect of uh, there. They were bickering. Every time Buddy Heald was shooting, it was like uh, he was talking to the talking to the bench, like making eyes at the bench and, you know, and, and, you know, squawking at the coaches. So. Interesting. Well, the Celtics were winners over the Pacers last night. Uh, They uh, got it done 129-124 was the final. And uh, Celtics made it a little closer and a much more tougher on themselves close and late. But now we have LeBron and the Lakers coming in on Thursday. Well, you know, judging by the reaction of some people, Fourier, I mean, promoting celebrity, putting celebrity on anything is apparently uh, a, a a big deal with Taylor Swift now getting, what was it, 44, 44 seconds. seconds of camera time. Yeah, seven times totaling 44 seconds. And I do believe uh, we had a texter, 37937, say that uh, last game, it was 35 seconds. So, oh, they're upping it. So we're under a minute of actual screen time, and people don't like it. Now, <laughs> a lot of these are from our regular uh, Twitchers, right? And you you look in the Twitch chat, uh, Monty Mac. It's not the amount of time, Gresh. It's the fact they show her at all. Uh, Du Mornay in the Twitch chat. Jason Kelsey is a football player. Dot, 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 dot. Was. Uh, let's see here. Chris at 1955, they showed Giselle all the time. No one said a word. Some of our uh, texters, they don't show Brittany Mahomes every time he makes a play. I mean, that was a real reach from our buddy who hates Belichick in the 207. Like, if you're comparing Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift, that's just a lack of cultural awareness know, on a right? level that I can't even uh, fathom. Uh, I don't really care about the uh, Swifty-ish, but it's every time uh, Travis scratches his ass. It's not the amount of time uh, could care less to see uh, Brady's wife or Mahomes as well. Uh, and somebody said an over-under on the amount of time or time she'd be shown during the Super Bowl. I don't know if that prop has been set yet. I know we're going to get the goofy Super Bowl props around the way, and maybe some have come out. 
Yeah, but, in Canada, you can bet on if Travis Kelsey's going to propose. That's right. I think, <laughs> I think more of either like the uh, European markets or foreign markets or offshores are kind of going down that road. Uh, and uh, our guy Coop in the Twitch chat with a pretty funny line. I give him credit. Uh-oh. They better not show those ladies with pom-poms during my manly sport. And Coop kind of makes an interesting point. Isn't no different than a cutaway to a cheerleader or something like that? Which there's not enough of. Well, and and the other thing, too, is, and the NBA is maybe the, uh, the NBA is the one that I think might violate this one the most. But if there's big celebrities there, like for a Laker game, right? Don't at some point in every Laker game on their local broadcast, or if the Nationals come in, oh, the celebrities are out in L.A. tonight. Here's Jack Nicholson. Here's Larry David. Here's Yev Kassem. Here's Billy Lanny. Like, they just show all these people sitting around everywhere because it adds to the kind of the feel of the event. McLovin got, like, how many minutes during the playoffs last year? McLovin got interviewed during a GD playoff game. It's McLovin. I know he might look like Brad Stevens' love child. Look at look at McLovin yeah, and yeah, Brad yeah. Stevens. But no, but seriously, like, yeah, that Christopher Mince Plus gets to profess his love for the Celtics around the NBA finals or whatever. Most people are like, yeah, whatever. That that just really that good point, Nick. That actually just kind of shows the difference of celebrity. Like, don't even compare Brittany Mahomes for God's sakes. And you're right. McLovin in a movie that came out 10 years ago got run because he was courtside because now he's apparently a big Celtic fan. Is he? And Taylor Swift. Or he is now. Now and, he has and, to fake it like Taylor Swift. And, and, and Taylor Swift dates, you know, the best tight end in the NFL right now. They show her for 44 seconds, and you would think that the NFL were running uh, political ads <laughs> yeah. for, like, dictators in Venezuela, which <laughs> yeah. no one can get behind or whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, you know, now in your house, it's a little different. I have no girls. I have my wife, and that's it, and she loves it. My boys are just kind of like, ah, whatever. I just want to watch the game. However, in your house, this is a big deal, is I it not? tried to pull away after the Chiefs game was over and go do a little, like, pre-gaming with uh, the Lions and the San Francisco 49ers, and I was not allowed to change the channel because they wanted to see – if she was going to be shown again, if she going to get, if she was going to get on the field, like they don't leave the room, they don't leave it, right? And they're obsessed. You know, Baldy doesn't know anything; they know everything. I have a whole list of some guy at CBS, one of the stats guys at CBS, sent me. I got to show you to you during the break. It's a, it's a, um, it's a lyric and a song, a, a Taylor Swift lyric. And a song that goes that goes with each and every team. So there is a Taylor Swift song, and that's some real deep stuff, right yeah, there. Yeah, that that represents each team in the NFL. It's nuts. Have we ever? And Billy and Nick, everybody on this, have we dealt with something like this before? Like Brady and Giselle. It's a little different because Giselle, worldwide supermodel, much more well known, kind of overseas than here not that we didn't they weren't over the top like i'm trying to think of like romo and jessica simpson maybe jessica simpson was shown a lot and and more people remember jessica simpson because she didn't know what tuna was thought it was dolphin like just god almighty let me let me so here's here's the song this is cbs sent me this okay okay please. so here's the new england patriots here's the lyric 
okay, from Come Taylor on. Swift. I swear to God, I just got that this morning. What? Where in the way? These people at CBS are getting paid to do this. Um, It's the Super Bowl, and they have the Super Bowl, so there's all these different. I just get notes after notes after notes. Here's the lyric. There goes the last great American dynasty from the song The Last Great American Dynasty. The rationale. This is all part of this. In lieu of explaining that which needs no explanation, here's a fun fact. This song was written about a house in New England. Pick a team, any team. I'll give you I'll give you the lyric and the song that goes right, with hold it. Hold on. Give me one for there goes the last great American yeah. dynasty. Needs no rationale, needs no explanation. There it goes. There goes the last great American dynasty. There go the Patriots. All right. Give me <laughs> the uh Arizona Cardinals. All right, hold on, because I have to Yeah, they're not in alphabetical order. Hold on, yeah, but I it's so it's so temperamental. I don't want to if I pass it, I'll lose it. So oh, here it is. Okay. Here it is. Here's right. the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona. All right, the Taylor lyrics. Uh Loving him, I almost can't even read. Oh Lord! Hold on, loving him is like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. From the song uh, "Red," Taylor's version. The rationale: No one could deny Kyler Murray's talent, but it's hard to see him see his time in Arizona leading to any sort of notable success at this point. Loving him is like driving a new Maserati <laughs> down. A Oh, good job like getting man. these insanely quick. I mean, I thought, I'm amazed. Finding them extremely. Hey, give me, uh, I'm channeling my inner John Anderson. Billy, uh, Billy, Billy, pick a team. Pick the next pick team, any for, team for Christian to figure this out. Chicago on. Bears. Oh, oh crap! Oh, All right, go. hold on. New Orleans, Atlanta. Nah, that's a good. All right, here we go. Here right, we go. Here we go. Uh, okay, the lyric. I'm a mess, but I'm the mess that you wanted. From the song "Dancing with Our Hands Tied." The rationale. Never heard of these. Is it a good idea to bring back the GM, head coach, and QB responsible for going ten and twenty-four together the last two seasons? Hard to say. But for better or worse, the Bears' main characters want to sink or swim together. There's your lyric, and there's your song, dancing with our hands tied. <laughs> I'm a mess, but I'm a mess that you want it. See? Kind of makes sense. I kind of like this game a little bit. Well, I didn't think uh, I was going to go down this road, but I forgot I had this. Well, of course, now we have the uh, people who are uh, complaining uh, just over it all. For the love of God, this segment is radio mold. Someone said, new topic, please. Someone did the, and CBS emailing you so you will talk about Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, Fourier is only, Fourier's done Shut stuff up. for CBS for what, a decade? Yeah. And you're on that email chain yeah, since going is, back to 2010. This is, these are, it's a setup. Yeah, this is. You've been for, waiting for 14 years <laughs> yeah, to piss no. people off. But seriously, off. though, it's the talking about it is worse than showing her. Um, if that I, makes, if that makes any sense. I think, I think people's issue are, issue is that they feel, that the showing of her is forcing you to care about the relationship. Interesting. To, to your point, though, um, somebody who, whoever did this, had to be somewhat obsessed with Taylor Swift, know everything about Taylor Swift, to be, to draw somewhat? some sort of, well, I mean, I'm being polite, yeah, I, I, some it, sort it, of inspiration. The entire catalog front to back. If it, were, if it were from the NFL Network or uh, Next Gen Stats, I would have thought John, I would have called John Anderson and yelled at him for not sending me that email and sending it to you. Like, that's how Anderson was like the world's foremost expert on Taylor Swift, and that's what it feels like who put this together. So, like, the New York Jets, the lyric is, the story of us looks like, 
Wait, so the story of us looks a lot like a tragedy now. Next chapter. So is this like DiMaggio, Marilyn Monroe, if that happened today? Oh, that'd be a good one. Is that like, that's probably the one comparison we can think of? Real big Ooh, can time? I give you another I mean, one? It was also 100 years ago, so like the coverage, the social media, not a thing. The, no. You know, coverage in general wasn't what it is today, but I mean, that has to be the closest comparison. How about imagine, this one? Imagine if Marilyn about, Monroe got covered by the media. Woo. Well, the right? things that they would oh, find out. Oh, yeah. How about Madonna and Dennis Rodman? Not a bad one. I mean, that's well. The weird part of that is that was wasn't that when Rodman was walking around dressing like a woman and selling his book, and that was in the nineties, or was that beforehand? I think it was. Like yeah. I'm trying to. It was all in that whole time where even like Rodman, Common Electro, like that, Rodman, that was like that was a that was a rocky relationship. That's why people talked about that. And one. Rodman was kind of like the gimmick in those. Like he was the he was. I the, mean, when the it comes to when but it again comes- forty. Four seconds. No, I know, seconds. but it's unbelievable. When, when it comes to athletes and their superstar singers, actresses, whatever you want to call it, I mean, like even Russell Wilson and uh, Ciara, not even, not even in the ballpark. No, and she's not a, even. No. She's, I mean, she's successful, but she's not. She cannot. She couldn't open for Taylor Swift. That is a stinging line, <laughs> but it is true. I mean, it does feel like it though, right? It, it does. Hey, hey, hey I, I'd like to open for you. Nah, not really. Um, I heard your husband's a dink. So uh, the 401, real men listen to Taylor. The 617, not a Swift fan, but I like this. The 508, I love this. The 630 uh, area code, Carmen Electra. Mm. Uh, somebody wants to know Buffaloes. Oh, on, on there. Why don't we do that? And then we'll talk to our buddy Andy Hart, who I'm sure is sitting there listening to all the Taylor Swift music that he can. All right. So you want to know the Buffalo I just, Bills? Yeah, I'm just curious in terms of Buffalo. That's all right. Here all. we go. They're actually the number one. They're the first one on the oh, board. Oh, they are. Here's the lyric. This is why we can't have nice things, darling, <laughs> because you break them. I had to take them away. I right, listen. That was pretty good. <laughs> that is good. From the song. Amazing. This is why we can't have nice things. Here's the rationale. With Steph Diggs, time. Okay. Again, Nick, gold star to you today. With Steph Diggs, a time in Buffalo seemingly ending, it appears they'll once again be in the market for number one receiver, still in the market for that first Super Bowl two. This is why we can't have nice things. Because you break them. Mana79 with a great one in the Twitch chat. Is there a song called Wide Right? That would Whoa, be for Buffalo. Well Maybe done. she should write that. Nice job there. Uh, we will talk to Andy Hart next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Gresham Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I've been thinking about this Taylor Swift thing. It's like when uh, a celebrity comes into your, like, local restaurant, right? Like down in Bristol, Rhode Island, I've walked into a place called Jackie's Galaxy. Guess what there is hanging on the right-hand side there? A signed photo of Christian Fourier. What? Jackie's so, Galaxy? So what Sushi I'm, restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is is that 
Uh, as Andy Hart joins us, isn't that kind of what the NFL is doing by putting Taylor Swift on for 45 seconds over various points of an AFC title game? Isn't it like a restaurateur being like, hey, Christian Fourier showed up. Let me get him to sign something and put it on the wall or whatever. Where do you land on all the Taylor Swift stuff, Andy Hart? Uh, I think it's so annoying in both directions. I really don't care about it. Like, <laughs> How I find funny her- that Hart would be the guy to go, I hate everybody on this. <laughs> well, I hate the people that are bitching that they show her too much. I hate the people that are wanting to see her so much. Like, I said this. I find her more likable. This has made me, because I am not a Taylor Swift fan. I think she's the most overrated artist, anything of our generation. I don't get it. But um, now, when I see her just acting like the rest of us, dropping F-bombs when she thinks her guy got tackled in the end zone for pass interference, or just hanging out with people chugging beers around her, she seems more relatable to me. I find her more attractive. She seems more like the every woman than I used to see. So I'm with you. I like it. I'm, I got to agree with you. When I, and... and and I'm with you on the first part too. I'm just kind of like I, I I don't care either way. I don't care if people hate her. I don't care if people like her. I just it's like it's a topic for because it's her, and because because CBS is forcing 44 seconds down our throat. Right. Oh my God. 44 seconds. I waste more time than that playing words with friends oh or whatever the hell gosh. else every day. I mean, is that still a thing? Yeah, I still do it. Is that because my... you have to write? No. What do you? Or mean? you just bored on the can? Oh, it's usually either on the can or with a coffee. Two times. Or after the coffee on the can. Huh. Uh, hey. Or, yes, it could start with the coffee and end on the can. That, that's a fair uh, that's point. That's usually what works for go. me. Um, hey, so and with creatine, you got to go to the bathroom a lot, right? I, you know, oh, listen, he, yeah. I, I, listen, you know I'm right. I keep sending him messages of <laughs> information about creatine. Gonna go max out later. Yeah. Can somebody put the two and a halfs on? I am going to video. I'm going to max out. Like, the next time I try to bench, I'm going to max Please. out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, and I'm going to do the typical, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. I got it, I got it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hart, this guy's walking around today yeah. like uh, there's uh, something stuck in an unfortunate part of yeah. his body. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a sisson. It's like it's back again. again. It's just the whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a life thing now. But anyways, let me get to some football because that's I'm going to bench 350 pieces. It doesn't doesn't have. I'm on creatine. (laughs) Why isn't it helping my back? Okay, I thought it was magical. Every text you send me has got like this magical research. When why's your back hurt? I hydroxycutted my way to having abs, and now I'm going to have my 225 pound bench press. I don't know how do I always get teased for this. Well, you're because you're a fifty-something taking creatine for no reason. Again, uh, there again. is more. Nobody. Uh, this isn't 1996. No you, one's trying to roid out with creatine. Yeah, but you just to said. Bulk. Well, and hard for other health benefits. Did Fourier not just say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take my next uh, max bench for yeah. everybody." Yeah, and, and, that's gonna, and it'll be fun funny because it's going to be low. No, I right. don't it's want be 130 you to, pounds. I don't want you to hurt yourself. And plus, <laughs> then Wiggy will be like, "Yeah, I can do more." And the next thing we know, we got the Ken Patera <laughs> oh, bench press true. competition before the Royal Rumble in '88. Oh man! Anyway, you were going to ask Hart oh, something. You it's got a funny. football question. No, no, I, I do and I don't. <laughs> Just say Hart is Belichick I, I, I there. Do, didn't I he? do and I don't. Do a football question. Uh, hey, man, we're talking about Cincinnati today. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. What are we on to? Can we? Uh, okay, <laughs> let's be on to the special teams coach. <laughs> oh, I'd rather not. Oh, okay, so boy. don't know anything about this guy at all. His name is um. Jerry uh, Springer. Jerry, Jeremy Springer. And it's funny because a lot of I thought it was like, oh, Jerry Springer. No, it's Jeremy Springer. God rest. No relation. By the way. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest, uh, you know. Uh, TV shows ever. In the history of TV. Okay. Um, 
somebody was throwing out some stats of this guy from his time with the Rams. Not mm. good. And it no. wasn't good. Right? No. And he wasn't no. the main guy, right? He was the assistant special teams coach. Mm-hmm. So explain that part to me. So I think the um, the Sean McVay uh, allure has gone awry, if I can use allure and awry in the same sentence. I mean, I get the whole thing. Okay, he's an offensive genius. He pumps out offensive play calls, that whole thing. Why do I need Sean McVay's coordinator? And I think the the fossil guy was there for one point, right? He assisted him, and he's got a great reputation. I just I understand people wanting, as people like to say, like the tight pants, young looking McVeigh wannabes um, for offense. But the capris for wearing the capris. The guy looks like that on special yeah. teams. I don't really care. Well, my I actually don't want that in my special teams coordinator. I'd be more of a, a Christian Fourier creatine taking meathead on special teams. I think that's. I know we've tried to to. Is it dumb up the game? I don't know. Make it seem like it's more cerebral now. But I still think special teams on some level is that old organized chaos. I don't need a pretty boy special teams coordinator who has a bad trek record. Even though I'm not big on the freaking DVOA stats in general, never mind in the kicking game. I think uh, that's a little uh, analytically far afield. Um, But we can say one thing. They needed a change on special teams, right? We can agree with that. The special teams have been pretty putrid the last few years. Joe Judge, Cam Accord, whoever else was doing it. They've been bad. So... I'll take the change and maybe the change. Maybe he's like a middle reliever. You know how in baseball sometimes you look at middle relievers, you're like, that guy's ERA was five and a half. He stinks. And then all of a sudden he brings him to a new place, and for a year he has an ERA in like the threes, and then somebody overpays him. Maybe this is the special teams coordinator version of that. Numbers weren't that good, but a change will do him good and you'll be better. I don't know. Well, let's hope so. No, I'm with you. We're we're talking ourselves into a lot of this stuff, Hart, quite honestly. Uh, And same for offensive coordinator. Like, it just, you know what it feels Who's like? Who's that going to be? Who, no, do, do, but, well, honestly, who? Hart, I, on, I, good, good, you know what it feels like, though? It's like we're on the roller coaster. Wee! We got some McVeigh guys. Wee! Let's ride the roller coaster. Yeah, but we don't really. I mean, I'm all in on Nick Cayley. I've been all in on Nick Cayley for two freaking years. I think you, you porked the pooch and this whole thing. Butterfly effect, if you had hired Nick Cayley two years ago, I don't know. Maybe Mac doesn't stink, and maybe Bill Belichick's still the head coach. I, I mean, that's a dramatic uh, amount to put on Nick Cayley's plate, having never called plays in the NFL. And I also think it's a little um, maybe disingenuous to call him a McVay guy. Just you know, he goes there for a year and coaches tight ends under McVay, and suddenly he's a McVay guy. Is like, is that how quickly it happens by osmosis? <laughs> yeah. or oh, he got hell. Like, they polished him up. It's like a rock. He just polished him up <laughs> again. He wasn't what? finished. You know, it's like McVay is like the finishing school that you go to, right? You're all, you have all these rough edges. Ah, you know, send him to a boarding school, just a finishing school to kind of, you know, polish him up and make him more presentable. For one year? Can you take Gresh, send him to a boarding school for one year? Would he be presentable? Because I think he'd still be Gresh. I would agree. <laughs> right? You shave his beard? You shave his beard? No. No, you no. don't shave it all the way. You trim it. That's what yeah. the McVeigh. You got to have a little stubble. That's the McVeigh. Oh, like, that's right. You Darken know, up your eyebrows something. a little bit. Plunk yeah. Oh, yeah. Tight yeah. pants. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You got to see the outline of that thing in your pants. Otherwise, it isn't good enough. My God. <laughs> What so, thing is that, Chris? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the 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 thing. I wonder if the Patriots will play with next year. The How's old Garrett Blunt. I mean, <laughs> like seriously. But uh, Hart, uh, we also played something earlier from Gerard Mayo in a conversation with Phil Perry about offensive coordinator, and it was, well, you know, good question. Mentioned collaborative, and then he oh, highlighted Jesus. the connections of the ownership in terms of finding an OC. 
and people are saying no to this job. So can ownership not sell their product? Or is there a bigger flaw in this whole search to begin with? Well, I think there's some questions here. First of all, there's been reports slash analysis that this isn't a good job, and I don't really understand that. Um, I understand you don't have Tom Brady. You're not inheriting like a star quarterback. You're not just going to write out the gates, call plays, and it's easy, and wow, we'll score a million points and be in the AFC title game. But I think an argument can be made rather than going to say, Shane Waldron, my guy from Tufts, goes to the Bears, and... If they stick with Justin Fields, now I don't know if they're going to, but I'm just saying theoretically, if they stuck with Fields, is that a spot I want to be in where I'm trying to fix a guy who's three years in and it's sort of a career crossroads for him, which could also be a career crossroads for me? Or do I want to go to a place where they have the third pick in the draft, the head coach is on the record of late saying, well, we, we're going to go get a quarterback, we're going to go get a tackle, and we're going to go get a wide receiver. We're going to invest heavily there. We're going to burn some cash. Like, all of that opportunity, it's like, I mean, I guess it would sort of be like a pyramid scheme or one of those marketing schemes. Like, you're getting in on the ground level. And if it blows up, you're going to make a boatload of money. There's Am an I? opportunity to get rich here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I would look at this job is if you have confidence and you sort of buy into the idea they're going to go get a quarterback, they're going to go get a receiver, we're going to figure things out on the fly here, we're youthful, we're collaborative, all these, you know, I guess venture capital startup kind of words – the way you get rich is to get in on the ground floor of a startup, correct? And I know, understand that you know, ten, 9 out of 10 startups probably never make it anywhere. But you should have confidence that you're going to be on the one startup that I'm going to help these guys get the right quarterback, the right tackle, the right wide receiver. We're going to pair it all together. And in three years, I'm going to be a head coach because we nailed the hell out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Did that, I sell it? No, I'm selling I, it a lot is, today. No, it no, is. It I is. Mean, it does feel like it, you're right because it feels like, hey, let's get all these bright minds together. Let's all uh, young guys who are willing to spend a little yeah. extra time in the office. You know, think tank. Yeah, yeah. Honest to God, like almost like a like a home renovation show. I don't know. It just seems they're taking a like a long term approach to this because the the whole startups take a while. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. And then you probably have a lot of guys that say, you know what? I need to feed my family. <laughs> I need to leave because this looks like it's not going to work. And I'm going to note if I notice it early enough, I'm going to get the hell out of there. Can Mayo not be selling it well? Or are people being like, Gerard, you're a great guy, but this just doesn't work for me. And there's or is he being too picky. I, I mean, I think there's also because um, I don't believe it's been reported necessarily who the job was or wasn't offered to, or if it's been offered to anybody. Like, did Shane Waldron pick the Bears over the Patriots, or did he just interview with the Patriots? I thought I read then, something about Zach Robinson turned it down. Okay, you know? so there but that was one's that. understandable. And the like, Houston dudes, the 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 guy, like especially that quarterback coach from Houston, he was a guy very much on the rise, or is and, on the rise. And he, but he might not be ready. Like, I think there's just a lot of. Um, youthful opportunity here in both directions and smart decisions. I mean, Ben Johnson was the hottest thing going, right? Ben Johnson was going to get, um, whatever, $15 million a year. And he said, nah, I'm just going to stay here and keep doing my job. I don't think I'm ready. Um, so I think there's a lot of factors at play here. The lack of offensive structure, the lack of talent, um, the uncertainty of it in both directions. Does Gerard want the guy? Does the guy want to work for Gerard? Does the guy want to take, is he ready? Because you are you are kind of pulling from a young pool. It, this isn't a pool of guys that are like, huh, this might be my last interview as offensive coordinator. This might be my last shot. No. Each and every one of these guys is going to be getting offensive coordinator interviews for the next decade, two decades in the NFL, if they want to, in all likelihood. So 
myself. I'm going to interrupt myself here real quick. Mm. Christian yes, had sir. the tweet of the week. Ooh. When Whoa. He, no, I, I honestly believe this. I don't know if you guys have addressed this on the show or not, but when you challenge the idea like Patriots need a modern offense, yeah, and you were like, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And people kind of came back at you, and then it kind of went down the road it should have. People just throw these terms around like, yeah, they need a modern o- Well, what's a modern offense? Because everybody told me uh, Shanahan runs like zone blocking, and we're going to do this like Shanahan and spacing. And then when I see him scoring... I'm watching the game and they're running like old school power. gap principles power, to run and pound power. the damn run, right? Yep. Right. Power. So what is modern offense? If 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 Shanahan runs it, is it deemed modern even if it isn't? Like like that's my point and I think it's become too cliché and too simple to just say Patriots need to modernize their offense. You know what I think the Patriots need to do? Find themselves a Christian McCaffrey, find themselves a Debo Samuel, find themselves a George Kittle, and I think the this offense, yeah. old or not, will score more points and be more popular. You know what all modern offenses have in common, Andy? Talent. Talent. 100%. So talent. I was telling Andy. No, they only was, have yeah. wide receivers. I was, I was telling Gresh. Oh, you the and other your day. wide receiver issues. I know. He loves, the, he loves <laughs> that. He loves well, that. That's line. what everybody goes to. Hey, wide receivers. No, I don't care who it is. My you know, I saw somebody post. Go, go get Saquon Barkley. I think he's a great player. I think he'll make any team he joins better, whether it be a modern offense or a dated offense. Because why? Because he's big. He's powerful. He can run. He can catch. He can make plays. He can make yards after catch like I, that's what i would like more than anything else just bring me some athletes the and modern, not the fake ass athletes the, not the not the mike gasicki athletes not the juju smith schuster athletes. those are fake ass no athletes. it's like i, the, I want the, real athletes. those are the i hope this guy works out athlete i right, hope no, no. this guy fills this gap athlete i hope he hits every benchmark i expect him to under the best case scenario right. portfolio portfolio that we put together nope doesn't I want work. the real athlete, the real athlete, where the guy that would step on any team on any field and make that. I might be making an argument for Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know because that no, would be, in my I, opinion, a real ass athlete. I, I look, Foria and I were talking about it yesterday. Hart, that that kid walks on the field and he's ready to go right away. Day one, it feels like and any field too. I like are, that idea. He doesn't come to New England to fill a void. That guy could walk on any field in America, whether it's a college or whether it's a pro team, and immediately the coach is like, hey. Hey, we got one. Well, let's fill out the rest of the offense. Agreed. Like, how are we going to? So, maybe I am making an argument for Marvin Harrison, even though I'm very much against it, and I want a quarterback. Well, I mean, well, it feels like Gerard Mayo. He has no idea what they're doing on offense. They don't have an offensive coordinator, but they already know they're taking a quarterback. So that's already been decided, apparently. Well, they However, need a quarterback, and that is the best path to success in the National Football League. Well, they could just go buy one in free agency, and then again, if you can't recruit an offensive coordinator, would you be able to sell a mid-level or a decent veteran to you know come here and uh, and be the guy for a bit? I like the twitch right now. I'm kind of like the angel on your shoulder. Oh, oh no, Coop is definitely moving See? some things. Now I'm the voice of reason oh. over your right shoulder. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I don't know about that. Now let's he not found go crazy, a new button but, to press. But like hey, is. Coop, put, uh, pressing Coop's, all the buttons and pulling all the Coop levers is, in there. Uh, oh, hey yeah, now, Coop, right. fade him in, fade him, fade him in, so he takes over the one shot. What do you now? Yeah. What, what do you want I'm to direct produce it. this thing? Stop! Stop! Here we go. Now pull it out. Ready to There it is. There we go. Now Christian's the voice of reason over my show. Or uh, no, Christian would be like that little voice telling you to do bad things. Oh, of course, but Take I'm willing creatine. to go. Oh, Take yes. creatine. They'll never test you. Drink you'll, more. <laughs> you'll never. You'll, they're never going to test Hard you. Hard alcohol. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't we have to get uh, uh, don't we have to get Sean McVay to admit he took creatine for the sales to really go through? I mean, oh yeah, that would people work people than who people who walk his dog get interviews. So you know what the they hell? do? Oh, I mean, I'm sure he's got a dog walker. I'm, I'm sure McVay's dog walker will get an interview for some kind of role somewhere in the NFL, won't they? The shines of the Probably. world. His you get know. back coach. Does he oh, still have that guy? Oh, oh, yeah. No, he, he does. Hard. That it's, guy? That, it's a guy who's like tugging on that rope yeah. on him. Yeah. I always thought that, that was rope. the dumbest. Just, he's like pulling him like a kid in, a, uh, in an airport. I always thought that was the dumbest job in sports because you have these head coaches that are telling players, I need you to do exactly what I tell you to do. I need you to be responsible and mature, <laughs> professional. I need a person to make sure I don't walk on the field. Like, <laughs> I think get back coach is so contrary to everything coaches tell players to I do. Know, you take I do, care of yourself. I do get it because it's a little white area right there that the that you're not supposed to be in, and the refs run down the line. Now, I can yeah. easily see like coaches so like getting all excited, and then and then when they bump into the ref, I know you say don't, but they can't help it, and I almost feel like some of them just do it on purpose. Like, oh yeah, it's like hundred percent. Did you, you did you do you remember cool? seeing real quickly? This is, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go way back on this one. I don't uh-huh. even know if you were paying attention. And Gresh, you too. Do you remember what uh, Charlie Weiss's get back coach looked like after he got ran over and blew his knee out when he was the head coach at Notre Dame? I do not. I don't. Oh, he was just, it was a strength coach. Was it like it that? It was oh, the biggest <laughs> dude I think I had ever seen. Is that D line coach in Seattle yeah. or wherever? He yeah, was just Seattle jacked. And his role was technically just to like, one, get him out of the way, but more importantly, get in the way. Shield right? him. So he was supposed to not, <laughs> you couldn't push Charlie because he would break, right? So you had to literally get in the way. Now, don't, don't throw me out of the way. You get in the way. You're a shield, a human shield. Yeah, that's really what it is. Sidebar. Charlie on his rascal on the <laughs> sideline there, you know, moving beep, around. Beep, beep. Uh, Andy Hart is with us each and every Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we will likely talk about the Super Bowl, Ooh. unless there are uh, more assistant to the assistant of the traveling secretary hires in New England. So Hart, do you ahead. expect we will be talking about the new Patriots offensive coordinator by next Wednesday? Will we have one? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Yeah, because the, we're, we're at default stage right now. Yeah, don't you have to? I mean, the Shrine Bowl is playing tomorrow night. The Senior Bowl is this weekend. At some point, don't you need to put together a staff and put together a game plan and put together targets on offense for your scouts to actually go out and get? It would help. Yeah. It would help. Robin what are we Glazer, doing here? I'm sure Robin Glazer's working on it right now for oh, everybody. Oh, uh, Hard thank you, we'll buddy. Go in there. No. Okay, bye. I right, see you later. <laughs> there goes our guy, uh, Andy Hart. You can read him at weei.com. Uh, how badly does the NBA want the Lakers in the playoffs? Well, Foyer's got a stat for you that might convince you there's rigging going on. We'll get to that next. Now, more Crash and Foyer on WEEI. Yeah, speaking of tickets to the Super Bowl will be the most expensive in history. Are you ready for it? You better believe you see it. See why I said that? I, I do. So the average ticket for the big game is nearly $10,000. The cheapest, just over eight grand. Okay, now just yesterday, by the way, it was the, the most expensive was eight, eight grand. So that's nearly 2,000 more than the average ticket last year. Part of the reason for this year's cost is Vegas, baby. The previous record year for priciest Super Bowl seats was also 2020, which coincidentally 
also featured the Chiefs and the Niners. Oh, that's big deal. No big deal. Listen, we will get to the how the how Adam Silver is rigging the NBA, but I wanted to start with this one first because I thought this was uh, kind of obscene. Yeah. Uh, in an article posted Monday night, the Associated Press explained that the average ticket price on let me say this really slowly. Okay. Tick pick. Right. T I K. No, no. T I C K. P I C K. Say that. Yeah. Tick pick. Very dangerous word to say. Tick pick. Okay, but it's but it's like a you know an off price you know third party ticket app was nine thousand eight hundred fifty bucks for the game in Las Vegas. So big deal, no big deal. The ticket prices are so high. Because that's in Vegas? Not like $10,000, not $100,000. $22,000. Now, let me remind you before you answer. By the way, I I don't think it has anything to do with Vegas. What do you think it has to do with? I kind of don't think that that number is really that out of whack. Well, the final price, uh, the average price last year for the Chiefs-Eagles game was $5,795. Now, that's on the resale market. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because the, the the base price is a lot lower, well, yeah, and affordable. I was gonna and when say, it hits, but that to me, that's the real number because that's what that's what people are selling them for. Well, and and the reason it's the whole context is because the tiering. Like, I know that there are some good tickets to the Super Bowl, but they're like twenty eight hundred a piece or whatever. There are some of those that if you're down in like the lower bowl, those are like seventy five hundred dollar tickets. Yeah, for but God's do you sake. see they're saying it's because of Vegas, which I do whenever time I see like the nah. Vegas logo at that there actually is a Super Bowl in Vegas with all the time and energy and money that the NFL spent keeping players out of Vegas, they are could not promote this team and this game more. I think, in Vegas. I think uh, the Super Bowl is always swamped in Vegas. The, some of the old uh, b- betting guys that I follow on Twitter, there's one thing putting out, oh, you know, 300,000 people come into Vegas for Super Bowl weekend. And the guy responded back, yeah, just like every year. It's just that the game is there. So I don't think the amount of people going physically to Las Vegas, it's the whole, can I find a way to get into the main event? This would be like Madonna one night only, or I don't know, give me a big time act who's, you know, it'd be like Elton John's last concert or whatever. You know, the tickets go through the roof. It's kind of this is the first one in Vegas. It's a little different. Yeah. Hey, maybe I could, maybe I get my daughter in. She sees Taylor Swift and I'm the yeah. dad of the year. Yeah. So no big deal. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. Cause I say no, no big deal also because I will say you wait like 12 days, you wait and, you know, six days. A day before the the Super Bowl, the tickets will go lower. I had friends that in the Houston Super Bowl, they drove out from L.A., didn't have a ticket. They bought tickets the day of the game. So they're out there, and they're available. I know I'm not supposed to say this, but uh, Benny Gresh once uh, did a uh, scalper transaction and got uh, sold two and got six grand, I think it was, had it in cash. And by the end of the Super Bowl, she tried to then tell me she was not inebriated, but had none of the money left. I will also add this. That was the uh, that was the Super Bowl I had to call NFL security because of my wife. Story for another time. Hell, I sold I sold Super Bowl tickets in a uh, uh, convention center parking lot down in San Diego. Some random dude just did though. You know the thing is like you got tickets. You got tickets? They don't want to say it. You got tickets? Tickets? You got tickets? I'm like, yeah, I got some tickets. I had them. I had them in my in my backpack. I was like, yeah, you want them? The dude opened up a backpack filled with cash and then gave me about eight grand, four grand a piece. There you go. So, what'd you do with that money?
I don't know. I probably I don't know. Spent it. I know obviously. one. I know one. <laughs> I know one former NFLer who uh, put him in the suspended ceiling of his downstairs, and his wife found it. Oh gosh. Doesn't like cash. Half of that money Nothing went like cash. right to the mall. Uh, <laughs> all right, so listen. So um, the tease, which I, this is the this is the craziest uh, kind of stat I think in the history of stats, and knowing that the Lakers are going to be playing um, the Celtics here on Thursday night, I thought it was interesting. I thought it would be important for us to at least talk it out, right? And you tell me if, if yeah. this is a, a bigger big deal or no big deal because the Lakers played Houston a couple days, and here is the uh, the Lakers play by play. TV analyst Bill McDonald. Now listen to this stat. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lakers, you know, they have shot 233 more free throws coming into this game than their opponents this year. And that is far and away ahead of the second place team in that category, the New York Knicks. So this is a team that gets to the line a lot. And they rely so much on the free throw. Oddly, though, the Lakers are dead last in drives <laughs> to the basket, which kind of doesn't make too much sense. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so here's the number. Okay, so the Lakers have shot 233 more free throws coming into this game than their opponents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so far and away, um, uh, ahead of the second-place team, the New York Knicks. Now, not like total free throws made, not total free throw attempts, more than your opponent, just so it's just against your opponent. But at the same time, the Lakers are dead last and drives to the basket. Big deal, no big deal. No big deal whatsoever. Why? Uh, because, number one, it's NBA officiating. Don't we know that it kind of sucks to begin with and that it's sort of up and down and all over the place? And I just pulled up the guys who are uh, with the most free throw attempts per game, right? Yeah. Embiid, Antetokounmpo, Doncic, SGA, Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Paolo Banchero, Tatum is ninth, Booker is 10th, Adebayo, and then Anthony Davis is is 12th. Think about it. There's going to be some superstar treatment that's going to bleed over to some of those other guys on the Lakers other than just Davis and LeBron. So I don't think it's that big a deal at all. I'm and again, surprised. it's NBA officiating. I get it. Too. I get it. They're the worst officiated league of the big four. Here's why it's a big deal. First of all, they're not a good team. They're 24 and 25. They're 10 games out of, of even making right. the They're not a good team. No, they're right they where have, they want to be. They'll make a trade and then they'll get a surge. And, and then maybe they, the they, they, they get, they get the play the game or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But this tells me that. So they're they're they they don't even attack the basket. So it's not like they're conscious, uh, like like uh, focusing on attacking the rim and drawing contact. Right? I I can't make a shot. Let me draw some contact, get to the line, and I'll see the ball go in through the hoop. Mm-hmm. You know they don't do that. So it almost feels like they're the refs are purposely gifting them fouls. Because if you tell me they're two hundred and they uh, they have shot two hundred thirty three more free throws coming into that game against Houston's. Then their opponents, so they're so the Celtics play the Lakers. They're just just by being a Laker, just by dribbling outside of the free throw line yeah. or outside, are going to draw fouls, not by actually hunting for them. That to me is a rigged system. That's why it's a big deal. It's something worth watching, absolutely, because it makes you wonder about a LeBron factor in all of yes, that. Yes, and that's my point. And I saw this and I was like, this is nuts. 
So not only do they take the second most free throws against their opponents, but they don't even drive to the basket. But don't you think Milwaukee? So how do they create fouls? But don't you think Milwaukee, though, like there's a little bit of Antetokounmpo bias in terms of what happens with, with them and the way they're thought of and, you know, the the superstar mentality of the NBA. I just, look, I have a very low bar for NBA officiating. Very no, low no, bar. No, but that's a that's it's, a given. It's that terrible. is a given. But if the Lakers need this and they're only 24 and 25, then I guess it's really not that big a deal. Uh, I tell you what, the thing that caught me by surprise was that the, the Lakers play-by-play guy, uh, Billy Mack, right? He works for the Lakers. He's I, You hear it, and you, you see him reading the stat. He's like, oh, geez, oddly enough, holy cow. Uh, the Lakers are dead last in drives to the basket. Doesn't really make much sense, does it? Uh, Nick, what was the, what did you what do you have? Anthony Edwards was fined 10 minutes ago $40,000 for complaining about the refs after the Timberwolves won against OKC on January 29th. And that Toronto coach got whacked too. He eviscerated them as well. I'm all, I, I gotta get, I, I understand, but when a number like this pops up that is so unbelievably drastically different than other teams, and you look at how bad the Lakers are and how people still talk about the stupid Lakers and LeBron James, even though they suck, they're not even any good. Yep. The Celtics should just completely destroy them just out of spite. And this stupid record. So I would say, like, if this goes on, somebody's getting thrown out on the Celtics. Uh, what? Somebody's getting, getting thrown out. Thrown out? Somebody's oh, gonna, you're oh. gonna complain. You're gonna bitch. Tatum's gonna sit there going, "Why are you giving this guy special treatment? We have the good team. Uh, I have the second most jersey sales in the NBA. Why aren't you giving it to me? I'm gonna say it's Scal. <laughs> like Tommy Heinsohn used to get teed up every uh, once in a while, Scal will be the one. It's amazing. That will, uh, that'll get right, well, anyways, up. that's big deal, no big deal. Good stuff. Speaking of the Celtics, they get another win in beating the Pacers, where they played some great defense late. And in advancing, talking about the Patriots, how in the world do you go about building this team? Do you build it for a year, two, three? Because there's many more questions than just who's going to be the OC. We'll get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.